1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm Judy Sedgman, and I'm here with my dear friend and wonderful colleague. Christine Heath. And Chris is in Hawaii enjoying the beautiful weather, and I'm in Pittsburgh hoping for spring, <laughs> which is coming soon. Um, and we're just always delighted to bring these uh, podcasts. We thank you so much for listening. And today we're going to talk about innate health. Uh, and innate health is kind of a core uh a core truth in the work that we do, and you know I, I I've always thought it was odd that people have absolute confidence and faith, for example, in the human immune system we haven't you know nobody ever says, "Gee, if I cut myself i'm going to have to keep after it and keep cleaning it and you know God knows what's going to happen to it i don't know how it's going to heal. We kind of know that we have an immune system and we know that our body naturally heals and our skin will grow and our scab will form and fall off and we don't worry about it. But somehow when we have a psychological wound, we have very little belief that there's anything that can fix it except, you know, talking to somebody else who's going to tell you stuff. And I think that's really odd that we have real faith in in kind of even though it's mysterious how our body can heal. And how our heart will beat and how our digestive system will keep on digesting and we don't worry about those things. But you know, you get in a low mood and you get upset about things and it lasts a while, and the next thing you know, oh God, I've got to get help from somebody because this is not gonna this is not gonna fix itself. And that innate health is kind of the realization that yes, we do have a psychological immune system too. And our psychological, built-in psychological immune system is that when we leave our upsetting thinking alone, when we just kind of don't get involved in it, don't take it too seriously, don't try to figure it out, just recognize it comes and goes, uh, we will naturally straighten it out. You know, We'll naturally come back into a, a better state of mind, that that's the direction in which we naturally go. And that's really what we mean by innate health. It's part of our birthright. It's part of, The same birthright that gave us a functional brain and a functional nervous system and a functional immune system and a functional sexual system and digestive system has also given us a functional psychological process that takes us back to balance, back to equilibrium, back to homeostasis, if we don't mess with it. And that's a, a discovery that kind of underlies, you know, all of the work that we do in the principles. Because once a person sees that, sees that it's natural to be happy, it's natural to feel better, it's natural to get over things, but that we also have the ability because we have free will to, to hang on to them and work them over and keep processing them and, hang, you know, look at them fifty different ways and start worrying about them we can bring all these things to bear and just stave off our innate health you know it's just like okay you guys keep thinking about it until you're tired of it and then you know you'll you'll be fine but the realization that we have this gift is what is at the at the heart of what works in people that work in the principles. It's our faith in that and our seeing it in our clients, even when they can't see it in themselves. And by that, I mean, sometimes a client will tell a story like about a terrible situation that they finally got out of, you know, and they just, you know, they'll say things like, I don't know, I just got sick of it. I got sick of thinking about it. And I just took a walk in the park and I sat there for a while and all of a sudden it occurred to me, oh, this is what I could do. And then I could work, I worked it out. And they don't know that that's their innate health, that they got quiet enough to quiet their frantic thinking so that a new idea could come to the surface as their spirits lifted, as their innate health returned. And um, so we, what we do is we look for that. We're talking to that. We're not talking to their psychopathology. We're talking to their innate health.
0: I had to chuckle today. I was listening to, um, NPR and, um, they were talking about this, uh, new thing that people are doing in, in psychology now as they're telling people to go out into the wilderness, out into the woods, go for a walk and do these things. It's the new thing. And I had to chuckle because they said that there's now research to show that when people do this, that they get into a better state of mind. Well, you know, they're close, right? It's like when we go out for a walk or we enjoy life, we stop thinking about our other problems and then we move into that natural state of mind. Yeah. And then they were talking about art therapy and music therapy and how when people do these things, it, it affects their brain in different ways and then they feel better. Well, of course, that's true because we're not using the intellect for that. We're really engaging with the feeling of music, the feeling of... The experience when you're singing or dancing or whatever it is that you're doing, you're present in the moment, and and you're just living in that natural state of mental health. So it, it's it's funny because in the field um, now, if somebody's listening to this podcast and finds that this is inaccurate, please tell me. But uh, to date, I don't know of any universities or any colleges, graduate programs that teach classes. On what mental well-being is? How do you know it in a client? What do you do to to try to draw that out of people? There's not classes that there's there's like a positive psychology where people look at positive thinking, and there's um, uh, the 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 professor that was the happiness professor that had to resign her job because she got burned out or something, you know. That but there's not a, a there's nobody teaching even what mental well-being is and that's really how advanced the principles are that we start with well-being and then see how that affects people how it works in people how to get people back to that state of mental health now they can we can see it working right they can see like oh if these people go out for a walk and they enjoy themselves or they go on vacation for that matter they feel better but then when they come back and they start doing thinking again and they get caught back up in their 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 intellect their they lose it. So it's um, it was funny to me when I was listening to that. I thought, well, it's they're almost there, like right on the edge, right? If they just flip it around and see that that's already built into us, and when we do things that we cannot do with our intellect successfully, anyway, uh, we move into this beautiful feeling. We move into a state of mind where we're healthier, and that then affects how we think about everything. Yeah, I had a client one time who
1: uh, had had ECT a number of times, electroconvulsive therapy with shock therapy, they call it. And he said, you know, I'm so upset. He said, I've had it a bunch of times. And every time I have it, it really works out for me. And my and I, I just feel for about a month or so, sometimes a little longer, I feel really great. You know, it's like, I can't remember anything. I'm just like a baby. I'm just living a new life, you know, and every day is a fresh day. and Uh, and he said, it's just been, it's, it's wonderful. And then, you know, somehow it all comes back and, and the next thing you know, I'm just as depressed and upset and anxious and frightened as I always was. And, and I just don't know what to do now because my doctor has told me that I can't keep having it, that I've got to get something else, you know, because it's not good. You can't just keep having electric shock therapy. You can only have it so many times, I guess. And, and, uh, and he said, so I, I, I just don't know what to do. And, and and he had a friend who referred him to me. So, um, so I said, well, when's the last time you had it? And he said, it's been just about a month now and I can feel it all happening again. I'm just, you know, just getting overwhelmed again and I don't know what to do. And I said, okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. And I said, we'll start right now. Just try as hard as you can to just get quiet and let's just start understanding what it did for you and how you can do that for yourself because it's natural to you. And the funny thing was that it was soon enough before his head filled up completely that I was able to see him. I saw him for an intensive over several days in a row. He was able to get quiet enough that I could explain the principles to him. And he thought, oh, you know, at one point he had this like aha moment when he said, oh, so I could clear my own head. I don't need electric shock therapy. I just have to stop thinking about my thinking. And then I'll be naturally happy. Is that what you're saying? And I said, yeah, that's it. And he said, why didn't they tell me that? Why did they keep giving me that therapy? And I said, you know, you just don't want to go there. It People, if you don't know, you don't know. But that's what innate health is. It's it's like... uh it's like this natural balm that's in us all the time, but we override it with our personal thinking or our fear or our anxiety or our worry or our memories or whatever. But as soon as we stop overriding it and understand what we're doing to ourselves, it's right there. You know, it's like the it's like a it's like a beautiful natural spring in the woods that you know you'll go back there and there's always water running. And um, and but he was like the best example ever because he he was doing artificially what innate health is built to do for us naturally.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, that's kind of all of psychology, isn't it? Yeah. Like doing <laughs> artificially what's built into us. I mean, that's the whole thing about resilience is that you have to have innate health as your core for resilience to happen. Because resilience is getting back to what you are, to your original form, right? And so when you don't do anything, you go back to your original form. And we're teaching people to, the field is teaching people how to stay focused on on what you form and try to fix it after you formed it. See, and that's that's why it's so profound looking at people as naturally healthy. It changes everything you do and every interaction that you have with a client, with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why we're in like episode number 70, I think now. Yeah. And, and, or close to it. And we keep coming up with new things to talk about because it's, that's how different this is. Like it's not just another application of the principles because it's not an application. It's not an approach. It's not a, um, uh, something to do it's just understanding how it works and once you understand how it works it's amazing how you can use it like I have this magnetic thing that my husband lays on to help his circulation in his body and um, his he's got bad arthritis and things like that and um, I took a class but it was like a five minute discussion on how it works and I just don't know how all of what it what happens? So I use it very limitedly. I could, I know it can do a lot more than it does, but I haven't been able to get with somebody so I could really learn it. I listen to the person. I was like, yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, it seems pretty simple. But then I went to use it, right? I didn't know it. And it's, it's a little bit like that. Like, you know something, it, like there's something more for you. That's why people search. That's why people are looking in their intellect to find what to do and how to fix themselves because – at one level, we know that there's something else happening here. Everybody knows that. Otherwise, why ask for help? You know, why even have a field of psychology? Because people weren't helpable. But because we know that, we know it very fundamentally. But then we don't take it the next step and say, okay, if that's true, that people can change. The power that that ignites the change, the power behind the change, is that built-in state of mental well-being. That built-in state that you like, you said that heals us, and we don't think about that. We think about uh, uh, like everything that happened to us ever, and then we pick at it, yeah. it's like having a, a scab. You know, you keep picking at it. Well, it stays infected that way. It's like our mind doesn't work any differently than our bodies. But if you leave it alone and you decontaminate it, mm-hmm. then that natural health comes in, that beautiful feeling comes in and clears your mind up. And then you start to feel better. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, I used to think it was
1: ironic when I first got involved in the principles and I didn't come at it from the field of psychology. I It was my route into the field. But... um and and I thought, I wonder why they call it the mental health field, because I realized it's, you know, until I saw that in this, in our work, it's all about mental health. But for most people, it's about what's wrong with them. And I think it would be easier for people to understand the difference between what we do and what everybody else does if the field was called the mental illness field and we said no we have a new field it's called the mental health field <laughs> you know it's it's like you it was like naming it the opposite and uh and i think that's an innocent thing because people think well you know that's what they're searching for everyone's searching for mental health it's just elusive because of all these diseases and conditions and the truth is that they're all just ways of using your thinking against yourself without realizing it and getting out of touch with your mental health, your innate mental health, and, and forgetting that it's available. But, you know, we do know that, Chris and I, when you said that, it really touched me because I thought about the number of times that we'll say to somebody, you know, the truth is, I know you think you're broken and upset, but the truth is, deep down, you can't break the mental the mental well-being inside of you. That that's That comes with the package. And people resonate to that. A lot of clients will say, yeah, you know, when she said that, or when my psychiatrist said that, or when you said that, I thought, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's something there. I just don't
0: know what it is. I was talking with a, um, a school counselor at the school that I used to work with a lot of their kids, and I, I don't anymore since the pandemic has happened. And I have one um, young person that I'm working with there now. and. Um, I worked with the older sister before, so they had a lot of uh, drama during the divorce of the parents. And there was a lot of kind of uh, odd behavior and things like that. So I know the family really well, but I'm talking to him and, and like, I met with the kid twice. I hardly talked about anything. I really didn't talk to him about the, even the principles I was trying to like get the information I needed and stuff like that. And, um, So I talked to the counselor today and I said, um, so um, I need some help with scheduling, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, by the way, he's doing much better. Whatever you're doing with him is really, really helping him. And he said, he said, it's too bad. He's, he's so broken. And I said, well, I don't know about that. Like (laughs) I said, he's insecure for sure, but he's not broken. But you know, like here, here we're talking about how this kid I saw twice is so much better. And I honestly didn't do anything. I mean, I haven't even talked to him about the principles yet, but just the idea that, I mean, I, I, I talk about health and about how thought works as I'm doing it, but, you know, it, it doesn't take much for a person to get better. And yet here's this other mental health professional focusing on how damaged he is. Yeah. You know, like that's the difference. Like, okay, that's true. Like instead of making a, having a party about the fact that he's better in two sessions, He's focused on what happened, you know, years ago when parents were nutty.
1: Yeah, you know that's an interesting thing too because people are. I think hope is 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 the road is the road to healing, and what because we really see mental well being in everybody, no matter what they're doing in the present moment now, how how much they're caught up or what's going on. We know that that health is there. And we know we're going we're gonna to get in touch with it, but that's what we're reaching out to. And so they feel that. They feel that we think they're going to get better. And they don't feel that, generally speaking, in regular uh, therapy because a lot of people think that you can't get better from certain things, that you're just going to get drugs and get a little bit of treatment and you'll feel a bit better. But you know, we know that people are going to be happy, that they're going to be fine and they'll have a good life. And uh, and I think that when they when they hear that hope, it really kind of touches their hearts, it touches that deep feeling inside of them that that okay, I, I am okay, fundamentally okay.
0: We had a um, a uh, mother call uh, to see about getting services for her son, and um, she was talking with Debbie. Debbie manages our of office, and she's. The, the point of contact with the with the rest of the world, and she um, she said to her, she said, well, he uh, she, she, Debbie always talks to people about what we do, you know, at our clinic. That's different, and she said, you know, we really focus on the health of the, the client and teach them about their health. and And she said, well, his psychiatrist told him that his um, depression was biological and genetic, and that. He, <laughs> He wouldn't ever be able to get past it. And Debbie said, oh, well, well, we don't think like that. We think (laughs) that everybody can get better. And and that's why we do this business. And we, we know that we can help them to do that. And, but, you know, it's like, it's innocent on their part because they don't see anybody get better. They give them medication and it just stabilizes them or makes them feel kind of blah, but they don't find that alive, awake, happy feeling. You know, they're not like engaged with life. And and so they don't see it. They don't know it can happen. And that's, um, it. it really makes, if you do this, if you investigate this, any of you that might be out there that are uh, in the helping profession, by all means, take a look at this, because I'm telling you, here we are, you know, we're old. And uh, we're still so jazzed about this, as you can tell, we love doing this, right? We love talking about it. It's not because we, we're putting down the rest of the field, but we're trying to help people to wake up to, hello, there's yeah. something else here, take another look. yeah, And, and it'll help you tremendously.
1: Yes. It'll
0: help you. And the joy you get from watching people transform without doing anything. I mean, literally without doing anything. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yes. And it's it's a thrill when you see their eyes light up and, and you know that they're going to walk out one day into life and know that they're fine and nothing can hurt them. You know, I mean, a bus could run over them, but nothing can hurt them psychologically. Mm-hmm. And and I you know that's that's the key to innate health it's the buffer uh, between the things that we think are a problem and experiencing life as bad you know it's it, it's kind of the wake-up call it's the thing that lets us know no you're you're fine you're okay you can you can get through this and uh, honestly it's it's so beautiful it really is and I we can't say enough about it it's just beautiful so please do look into it and if you're If you are suffering and have suffered for a long time, do not ever give up on yourself because at any moment you could have the insight that transforms your life.
0: In fact, if you're listening to this podcast, you haven't given up on yourself. Exactly. Just don't let your little intellect trick you into thinking that you're somehow special and that you can't be happy because you can. Absolutely. And with that,
1: Go forth and be happy and have a great week and we'll see you next week.
0: Have a fun week. What, what, you yes. see, just talking about this innate health, what it does, it's, all it's like you can see if you did this all day long with your clients, you'd be like giddy at the end of the day, which is frequently true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Anyway, thanks a lot, everybody. Aloha. Aloha.
0: We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.